Hey guys, it's me, Heis, and you're listening to Trainer Dropouts Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Trainer Dropouts Podcast. I'm your host, Twitch, and the four of us, we finally did it. Oh, we're finally done with Kanto thank again God. for two seasons. <laughs> Third time's the charm, fellas. We made our way through Pellet Town, around Viridian, Sport, Viridian City, to Pewter, all the way around the whole fucking world, pretty much. We even went and checked out a few extra islands, came back. Went through Elite Four and just smacked them all. Some of us more than others. So <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about who ble- who beat Blue first. I believe that was Matt. it was me. Yeah, that's the first. So Blue, my rival, he was a pushover. <laughs> like no <laughs> fucking joke. First Pokemon he sent out was a Shroomish, right? Or no, C dot. My bad, C dot. And I literally just set up with D-Dance and swept through the rest of the team. It was that easy. I one-shot everything he had. True. Cool. Um, I was second, and these randomizers, I feel like a lot of the main trainers weren't that hard, because all my Elite Four battles were super easy. The only one that could have been a threat was um, Lance's... He had a Marowak... No, Diglett. His Diglett new Fissure. But I had Gengar out, so it wasn't going to touch it at all. But if it wasn't for Gengar, that could have been a chance. But the low accuracy, it really, really wouldn't have been. But other than that, like, Lorelei was easy. Bruno was easy. Agatha was easy. Blue, his strongest is an 88 Tentacruel. I smacked it like snack. I was able to set up on his first mod and use Calm Mind, and then just proceeded to smack everything with Thunderbolt, Sacred Fire, or uh, Dragon Claw, I think is what I taught it. Uh, I believe next was Stuart. I was last. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I didn't Weren't you up. the first one there? Yeah, but I waited for you guys. I didn't speed up either. <laughs> I was setting up. Uh, I was setting. I was setting up uh, Blue's original theme while you guys were starting the fight. Oh, I, well, I did that too, but I found his song within like three seconds, and then called it good. Yeah. But All I, right, then. Well, highs. Go ahead. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, as we said earlier, the fact that the randomizer can give you anything—it's a fifty-fifty situation. My elite four wasn't that scary at all. I pretty much beat everything, no problem. Uh, the end, uh, I think the strongest one that my rival Blue had on the Elite Four was um, Venusaur. And with that, I can tell, I can tell, I can tell a lot, right? Venusaur, the strongest move that Venusaur have at that level is uh, Solar Beam. So yeah, <laughs> I pretty much swept the entire Elite Four, no problem. Nice. Then we have Stuart. Mine was uh, easy. I knew he had a Blaziken, which still died to fucking, uh, what's his name? Gladios. Gladios, I mean. Super easy. Honestly, the one who actually did the most damage was his gun sparse that he had with the one takedown. Oh, really? The most, yeah, it's just the thing that did the most amount of damage, so. It was not a hard fight. Blue yeah. just been a pushover most of the season. This whole, like, most of the gym, like, the important trainers had, there's been a few instances here and there. Like, I know, I believe it was Smack's, like, first playthrough, like, two of her gyms had nothing but legends. Yep. But after that, like, it's just been, like, baby Pokemon or first stagers, like, hardly anything for us to really worry about. Yeah. And like, even then, the ones that we did worry about, we just slightly worried about it and swept through it. 
Yeah, we were more worried about grinding than we were worried about the trainers because we it looked it seemed like we had more wipes against the grind than the trainers. <laughs> True. And uh, yeah, it's you know for a randomizer. I, I remember when we first started this season, I was very nervous, and I I regret not picking Aerodactyl now because I thought I was gonna wipe and I didn't wipe once. It honestly after my first week, I was fine. Yeah. So, onward to the BVP. And this is where it mattered because Highs was five points ahead of me and Snack was two wins behind Stewart. So, there was, this was really the, the fight for who's taking the first place this season and who's taking the third place this season. Up first was Stewart and myself. This one and got pretty close. Not even, dude. I might, I mobbed you four. You I mean, I still, I brought you down to the two final bonds, so... Yeah, because I let you. No, that's not true. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> but your first three mods went down to Jolteon. I yeah, speed. I, I didn't have a way to smack it or outspeed it. It was, it was so only fast. until your uh, slacking came out and it started doing damage back because I don't have a, I didn't have a true counter to that. But I, uh, I threw out Kyogre, I used Calm Mind, and I think you used Strength, and that's what ruined it for you, because now you got Truant, I smacked you two times with Surf, and you were done. Yeah, so. And then I didn't next expect was... to win. Everyone's been saying that this season. <laughs> it's not that, it's just your team, you had so many rare candies to get your team so high. True. Thank God for the Silco. Uh, next up was uh, uh, Snack against Ties, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, 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 because Snack was trying to give in Ties a throw. And Snack gave me a big time there. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I knew uh, after losing two battles that there was no point. So I said, fucking, I went down with a fight. I was not Ooh. giving up. Wait to uh, spoil it that you lost two fights and you're only talking about your first fight. Hey, 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 hey. I'm in last place. Let me have this. <laughs> okay. I deserve this. <laughs> okay, well, if we're going to jump over that, then. So, after, so Heist beat Snack. Next, it was Very closely, Snack. though. And Snack was like, Twitch, please, please let me win. Please let me win. And I'm looking at this like, okay, me and Heist are five points away. I need to outbeat him by two. He won one, I won one. I need to win this. And I'm, I'm sorry, Snack. I, I, I'm all for fucking Stuart over. I'm all for that. But I need, I need to win. And I proceeded just to get Snack, put her teeth on the curb, and just start stomping down. Barely. In, barely? Yeah, you only had two guys left at the end. Fully, fully, full health. Still, you weren't gonna win. I could have. No, I, I, I knew I wasn't gonna win. I put I top moves to Pokemon specifically for your guys' teams at the very end because I knew some could learn Dragon and some could learn Ice. Just because I knew you all had the Lotties of the Ray. Uh, the next up was, was it, Snack, did you do all three of yours together? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you didn't even let Stuart spin. He just said, let's go. So, honestly, and this, one, this was the closest fight. Yeah, I thought you had this fight. I'm pretty sure everyone thought I did. But at the end, it came down to Rayquaza against Latinos. Mm-hmm. I had two other mods in the back, so yeah. I was feeling a little confident, right? I had plus one D-Dance and an Omni-Boost from Ancient Power. So my attack's hitting at plus two. And I just started sweeping through Stewart's team with it. And then out came that Latias. And I was starting to think. I have plus one with a higher base power stab super effective. Not only that, but I have... Oh yeah, I have plus one in it. But on the other hand, I have plus two... And Silver Wind, which is still super effective, physical, and I was holding on to the Silver Power. So it'll be a little bit stronger. After 
unfortunately, I went for the Dragon Claw, which might have been my downfall. It might not have been. We would have had to see what it went. But basically, I did the damage calcs afterwards. After that, Stuart fucking swept my ass. But I, I did the damage calcs afterwards with the plus two silver one with the silver powder. I had a 83.4 to 93.4% chance to, or uh, amount of damage to it. So there's still that very slim chance that he would have survived. You should have gone with the I should have. With the plus two. I should have. Especially because Soldu pretty much gave him a plus one. And I honestly forgot he had Soldu. Yeah. That's, I think that would, you probably would have won if you had yeah. hit it with, I mean, like you said, this, based on the numbers, it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, it wasn't guaranteed. But, but based on how time. the game was going, you probably would have won. Mm-hmm. So that was that fight. Next up was, yep. Now this one started pretty evenly. Yeah. Halfway through, Heise brought out Kabutops endured to just blow up my... My, uh... At this point, uh, Sceptile is Kabutop's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I, if I had gone for a spore, you would have fucked. But you didn't. <laughs> hey, at this least I actually tried to take it out this time instead of just trying to set up right in front of it. Yeah, but this is the third time that Heise is done endure, explode, or self-destruct on that septile. No, this is the first time. The other times I just set, tried to set up and forgot. No, this is, this is the first time that he used that same combo. Yeah, no, he, yeah, but he never used self. He never used endure on my Kabuta, on my uh, septile before. He always just went for self-destruct because I always wanted to call mine right away. But that's the thing. Um. I still killed it. Yeah, he's, he, dude, he read your ass. He, he knew you were going to attack it. I time. still beat you in the end. I know. With, lobby, with my lobby. I know, but still. And sucking. <laughs> but still. <laughs> and the last up was a fight for it all. A fight to see who will become the champion of season four. Is me and Heise. And I caught a Houndur right before... Or right in Victory Road, and it had Flash Fire. And as soon as I saw Flash Fire, I knew I needed this for Heise. He had Eruption. He had Flamethrower. He had all kinds of fire type moves on his team. And I don't think he knew about my Flash Fire, because I just caught it. No one's ever seen it before. And they maybe saw me train it up, but they didn't see it be used before. And so I read every fire type move he threw at me. I read those with Houndoom, got the flash fire boost. And honestly, that was what helped me with most of your team. Being able to predict the switch, or, or I know you're going to switch, predict that you're going to use a fire type move, switch to Houndoom, eat that fire type move up, now you're on the ropes. Yeah, that pivoting was pretty nice. But it came, so, it, yeah. it came to, to once again, Kyogre at the end. Well, okay, first of all, it came to Kavutops. And I knew what the bitch was going to do. I fucking knew it. You were going to try to explode on his on, on me. So I threw out Gengar. And I think you went for Endure. Yeah. I Gengar. I went for Endure. Because I think you are going to try the Slackberry trick. You were, f- you were like, with uh, Houndoom outs. And I thought you might do uh, Thunder. And I'm like, I knew, I know what he's planning because I know when Heise is against the wall, he's just gonna blow up. So I threw out Gengar. Honestly, the only reason why Gengar was on—I mean, not the only reason, but but one of the major reasons why Gengar was still on my team was to take on those explosions head on <laughs> because I knew Heise had it on Kabutops and he had it on Metagross. I don't know what else could alert it, and I'm not taking any fucking chances with that. <laughs> and so he. I don't know if... Did you try to go for an uh, explosion at that time, or did my Thunderbolt just kill you before you did? Yeah, no, it killed me. So, down goes Kabutops. Out comes Lottie, who's already been fighting for a little bit, so he's already got some damage. Got me down to my Jolteon and my Kyogre. Kyogre came out. Down goes Lottie. I mean, L- Lottie, went, L- Lottie oh. went down with Houndoom. I throw it out, Lottie, and you greet it with Crunch. Who was the last one, then? 
Uh, Titar, I think. Yes, Titar, yep. Out came Titar, out came Kyogre. That's game at this point. Titar had nothing for me. Yeah. Even if I had, like, Mega Drain or something, it wasn't, wouldn't have been enough for my, my Kyogre, especially with the higher level on it. So that is game. That is game, set, match. Points are finalized. You are now looking at your third time in a row that People's Champ has done it again. Your boy, Twitch, sitting here in first place with 10.75. Heist, who put up a pretty damn good fight. I actually was scared this whole time that you were going to win. In second with 10.20. Coming up on the third, who called it, and we didn't know when he was going to do it, but he called it. It was Stewart. He got his third place like he wanted with 760. Oh, yeah. And bringing up the rear with the bucket of tears. Three seasons in a row. Her, her, her ass is pretty much just a, nothing but bandages at this point. Snack at 650. And that is it. We are done with Kanto for three seasons. Two seasons. Two seasons. It's our. It's three seasons from now. No, because yeah, it's so it's that's Gen Four, Gen Five, and then and then Gen Four. But Gen Four has Kanto in it. I yeah, know. So. That's three seasons. Three seasons now. away. Since we're ch- we haven't started. Yeah. We haven't started season five yet. True, true. So, like I like to do every season finale, I like to ask you guys some questions about the region, the gameplay, all that good stuff. So my first question for you guys is, what is your opinion now about Kanto compared to the original games and compared to beginning the season? I just want it to be done since the start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, True. Uh, it came to a point that I was just sick of Kanto. True, true. Uh, sec? Fuck Kanto. <laughs> For me, like, Kanto is always nostalgic, but I'm at the point where it is so overdone and they haven't improved it at all that it is, like, you... When you first play it, it's like, oh, yes, the memories. And then by the time you get to the third gym, you're just done with it. You don't even want to grind. It's just so much to it. So I... Kanto is... I love the game, but it's definitely going down on the list just because of all kinds of reasons. True. So uh, what is something you guys enjoyed this season? Nothing. It being randomized. Yeah, that... Yeah, the randomized made it, you know, interesting. You, you never knew what you're going to get yourself into. It made hard mode a lot more interesting. Cause, yeah. Like, I, unless you can pull those highs and didn't fight nobody, you never know what you're going to get yourself into. And there was plenty of Wawa Feds that fucked us over. And that's me, Bond. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a lot of that. <laughs> I, um, Encounter and Mirror Code. I, for me, I just feel like I enjoyed, uh, I think I just enjoyed the, the, uh, the, I enjoyed the level boost a little bit. I know it made grinding a bitch, but it made it, like, the Elite Four felt like it challenged at that point with those levels. Whereas before, like, level 50... For me, I feel like if your max is at 100 and your your final bosses are in the 50s, you're, you're only about halfway strength for your Pokemon. Whereas at least here at 78, I felt like our Pokemon were near peak power coming into you know the final the end bit of it. True. Yeah. What is uh, something you guys would change? Ooh, honestly, a level curve. Yeah. That level like, curve about, like, brutal. We, we, like, we, we, we uh, trainers? Yeah, we didn't notice it because we were boosting the levels by 40%, but in the original games, the levels are pretty dumb. Well, so... Well, here's the thing. Look, look at the difference between the gym trainers against the gym leaders. Yeah. 
true. Well, like, think about you, me, and Stuart train on those those bikers just uh, west of Celadon every single week for PvP. That's where we would train at for our grinding. And they were, like, 40s to 50s for us. In the original game, they're only 28. Yep. Like, they're not that high. I think the highest one and, is, like, 31. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, these... I I think this is probably one of the biggest issues with Kanto is just that the levels, like... You have these gyms who are at decent levels for the leaders, but their, their trainers, the trainers around the town, are all low-leveled. Some of them are almost down by half. Yep. Even, even before our boost. So, yeah, I totally agree with you that the level curve needs to be boosted for Kanto for, to be somewhat good again. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, I'm not a huge fan of the map anymore. <laughs> like I know it by heart, but like I know it's you know it's the first game. They didn't have a whole lot to do with it, but now it's like there's nothing new with the map. Even when like if you look at the Let's Go games, they didn't change hardly anything. Yeah, the layouts are the same. There's no like little hidden rooms or anything extra. Like now they have the power to do that kind of stuff, and they're not. The only new thing was the Sevi Islands for us this season. But other than that, like it was the same square canto. Uh hop. Snack, what is something you would change? Honestly, something I would change. My points. Well, besides points. <laughs> um, the fact that you're not able to go fight Mewtwo until after you complete the Pokedex. That's... Well, I know with Fire Red, it's stupid that you can't even have Pokemon outside of the Kanto Pokédex until after you beat the game. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm glad with our, with the, you know, the way we do our challenges, we allow the national decks, especially for the randomizers. I remember when I first played this ROM when I was, when I was like 18. I didn't know about the, you know, I didn't know about randomizers and like that. I just, you know, I just used cheat codes to spawn in, like, Trico and stuff. And the bitch would never evolve. True. It, it didn't take me, it took me forever just to realize, like, oh, I need the national decks. Well, how do I get that? Oh, you beat the game. Well, I'm not playing this game no more. Fuck that. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree that their limit on the decks and to do things until you have certain things in the decks is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. What? was your guys' favorite encounter whether you kept it alive the entire time or you killed it at the end? That's beyond. It stayed with me the longest after since week two. Ah, he put it in the box for a little bit, but he came back for the finale. Yeah. I must say... Go ahead. To be honest, your Espeon, I don't know, I can't, because I don't know the the numbers of kills it got this PvP, but it was it's top three for... Yeah for uh most pvp kills nice and i know that i for the longest time i had no fucking answer for that that damn espion and then you finally put it in the box it's like thank god it's gone <laughs> and then it came back at the very fucking end and i was so pissed off until i got that hound doom <laughs> what about you heist what was your favorite encounter magneton true magneton was my my ace for a long time. It was, at least for the first, you know, couple. Geez. Over half. Yeah, it's, it was yeah, over half it, the game. Yeah, because you had it like week six before you you put it away. Yep. Snack. See, I have two favorite encounters. Jirachi. Yep, Jirachi was one. You know, fucking at the very start of the season, before we ended off together for episode one, I got that Jirachi. But after I restarted many, many, many times, I also have to go with the green bean. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Your Rayquaza. Yeah, Rayquaza was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he helped you a lot through your gameplay. I, I, I would say more Rayquaza than you know, Jirachi because after well, week one, I, we all started getting counters for that Jirachi. You and it said, just wasn't you worth said it. favorite encounter. No, I know that. Not but MVP. I, Oh, I know that. I was just saying, like, I would have, I would have gone more through mm. your your Rayquaza on my end, but that's just me. That's what they're telling. 
True. My uh, favorite would be, again, my Gengar. And, you know, he's my favorite Pokemon. So to be able to get him week two, especially after the horrible start I had week one, it was nice to have a good Mon for week two. But for the while, the longest time, I didn't know if I was going to use him yet because Gengar is a TM-based Mon. He doesn't really get anything good level up. I don't know if he got Shadow Ball level up this season. I know later games he gets it as a level up move. But even then, that's a physical move, not a special. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to... Yeah, until next season, it becomes special. But before, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use this. You know, I don't know if I, I... At that time, I only had one TM from Brock. It wasn't really worth it. But come week two, getting that Sacred Fire on him. And I remember I, I hid that thing for the longest time. I made sure that I put hit buttons fast when I was grinding him up so you guys couldn't see it. I know High started to do, do the same trick later on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, coming in week two with that Sacred Fire on all the Metangs, Metagrosses, and Jirachi just, you know, just made my boy that much better. What was uh, everyone's least favorite encounter? Shiny Omastar. (laughs) In the beginning, if you hear made of existence... Literally the only reason why reset... I, I wonder though, if you want to have reset. Chikorita. Get a Chikorita. Oh, I guess you never brought it in. Yeah, it was the final Pokemon. Oh yeah, for the year. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, ha- I- Twitch. We already know yours. Yeah, <laughs> Yamcha. Uh, I thought it would have been Octillery. No, no Octillery. I at least used. And he got a couple kills. Yamcha would have done dick. Yeah. Yam. For those who don't know, Yamcha was my Feebas. It was my first encounter on Route One. And it had a, I don't know if it was adamant nature or it had a nature where it would no longer become a Feebas. And there was no way for me to even evolve it because I couldn't access the berries. So literally my first week I had a weak ass Feebas that I had no reason to grind it. I left at level four. Hi, what was your least favorite encounter? I must say the Illumise one. <clears throat> True, because I was so happy to get a to get a static from uh, Sabrina City, and I run and I got a Kabuto and an Illumise, so I was pretty much locked into that thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> okay, so who was, in your opinion, who do you think was everyone else's MVP? Uh, for Twitch, it was get uh. It was a uh, Jolteon. Yeah, for, I can see that. For snack, I'd say. Uh, um, There's snacks. only one. Snack's hard to say. Well, yes and no. Like Ray was a good good mon for her, but we all had decent counters for it too. It was good for PvP yeah. for sure. Yeah, so PvP not so it. much. Yeah, and then snack uh, heises with Magneton for the longest time. Yeah. Dude, once he got Explosion, everything that had that was his MVP <laughs> at that point. For, at least for me, because I... You never knew when he was going to use it. Like, he would start coming and hitting you, or there's times, full bar health, didn't give a shit. Explosion! Down goes your mind. True. True. For Stuart, I, for me, your MVP was Espeon, just because I had no counter to it to the very end of the game. True. I think if we if we talk about the one that did the most things during the gameplay, yeah, Espeon would be Stuart's MVP. But Honestly, for Stuart, talk... I want to say Metagross. Not that much. Yeah, it did. It put in work, especially for PvP. I mean, for me, not so yeah, much. He, I, well, me and Highs have good counters for it. Yeah, so his Metagross didn't do think, much against my Magneton. Well, yeah, you had Magnet Pole yeah. and Fire Blast. <laughs> Week two, that thing was putting every all the little Pokemon on the edge. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so we we said everybody else's MVP. Who do you think was your own MVP? Uh, you guys never said mine. Ray. Ray. And I never you said mean... ev- anyone else's. Wow. You completely skipped over me. <laughs> well, you were saying yes to ours, so we thought you were agreeing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Twitch. I think Yamcha was your MVP. Anyways, I think for my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, seriously, Twitch, I want to say it was your Gengar. Yeah, it's a Gengar. Your, your Gengar helped you out through basically the entire game. Yeah. I can see that. It, it, it did have, I mean, one, having Calm Mind mm-hmm. giving it, you know, more power and more special bulk yep. was nice. The Sacred Fire was nice because it put everyone on edge. Um, and then for the dragons having an ice punch, I over the longest time I had confused Ray because I didn't know what to give it for a fourth fourth move, and then I finally taught it uh, Thunderbolt, which you know we don't have a lot of water type Pokemon on the field, but at the end you saw how good it was to smack Heises mm-hmm. Kabutops with it. Um, okay, so Heises now... is a little bit more difficult for me to say, to be honest. Uh, up until uh, the end, uh, or until the end, Latios or Latias was the MVP once he got it, because that definitely helped him out with all the PVPs and PVE. But before that, I honestly don't know. I want to say Magneton, maybe. True. Mm. Yeah, that Magneton gave you, especially you two, a lot of mm-hmm. grief having that Magnet Pole. Yeah. I rarely brought my my Metagross in for it because I knew he had it. I didn't want to deal with it. Alright, so now who do you think was your own personal uh, MVP? See, mine's kind of tied... Alright. Okay, both of you talked at the same time. Let's go back down just to one. <laughs> no, nope, I'd nope. say SB on with mine. All right, okay, I okay. can agree with that. See, I think mine was a combination of at least two. Because uh, they helped me out a lot in PvE. And then someone in PvP. And that would be Rayquaza and Groudon. True. I can agree. I can see that too. Yeah. Heis, who do you think was your MVP? Hmm. That's hard to say. I think... I mean, I have a... Uh, yeah, no. It's it's tied on my favorite... Um, it's tied on my MVP, because Metagross helped me a lot during most of the battles in the gameplay, mm-hmm. and Magneton helped me a lot in PvP. So, I think it's tied there between those two. True. Fair. For me, I would have to say, for me, it would be a tie for Gengar and SB, or, uh, Jolteon. What, not your Feebas? Uh, no, fuck Feebas. <laughs> I had them both at the same... Oh, no, I got. I think I got SB on, or Jolteon week three. But, you know, week two, week three, right at the same time, pretty much. Um, Gengar was really good for half your guys' mods, and if he couldn't cover it, then Jolteon would come in and put work on the other half. Like... Lugia was pretty good to have, but he really wasn't doing too much damage. It was more, here's a wall, the wall I set, let me set it up while you guys try to kill it. And I know you guys can't because we covered. True. But when it came to actually coming in and smacking not only your guys' Pokemon, but in the game Pokemon, it was. I think it would be between those two. So who was someone that you guys wanted... But you just didn't get. Huh. We already know my answer. Proud <laughs> uh, on maybe. True, because you had a couple chances, but you didn't have enough guarantees to guarantee that. Yeah. And Heise is Kyogre. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, <purposely laughs> ki- I purposely killed out to mock him. Mm-hmm. Snack, what do you think was yours? Honestly, there's nothing I insanely wanted all that bad. I mean, did I lose a lot of really good mons? Yes. Would it have been better if I kept them? Yes. Does it suck that I came in last because I didn't have them? Yes. 
But honestly, there is True. nothing I insanely wanted. True. Yeah, I I'm kind of in the same boat with you on that one. I had a pretty good, decent amount of months that there wasn't like any one that I wanted. Like having Lugia at first was nice, and then getting Kyogre not too long after that was you know two really good legendaries in case one went down. I had a backup. Um, I had. I had actually a decent and good amount of good mods that, I mean, I grinded up like almost 20 a week till near the end. So I really didn't have one that I wanted. I guess maybe a T-Tar, but even then with everybody else having T-Tar, it probably wouldn't have been as good. So who was your guys' hardest gym? Ooh, um, I guess Giovanni since I... Fucked <laughs> you fucked up yeah I, I can see that because yeah you really did a hard mode for the longest time until like I think you hard moded Blaine and Giovanni and that's it um honestly me, Brock really you gotta think of how many times I wiped him <laughs> oh <laughs> right <laughs> true I forgot I would say mine is uh, Koga for sure because I lost three good Mon just in that gym alone. And I think that was the most deaths I had in a week. Hmm. Heist? You know, it's hard for me to say since I didn't even fight most of the trainers inside of the gyms. True, but... you pissed out a lot. <laughs> but um, the gym leader that gave me the much more problems was Koga with uh, his Vaporeon, yeah. Because at, at one point Vaporeon was sitting at plus 6 defense with uh, Acid Armor. That's right. And that um, pretty much every 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 one of my members besides um, Metagross was weak to Hydro Pump. And they, are, were, they were all special so Vaporeon would have ate any hit. And uh, if Vaporeon would have created with um, Hydro Pump, I would have been dead. For sure. True. True. Alright, what was your guys' easiest gem? Ooh, Giovanni. Brock. <laughs> yeah, Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni for me as well. That's the easiest one I can remember. Brock was... I fucked up on Brock, so I can't say that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one's going to be a, a two-parter. What Pokemon did you lose that hurt you the most for your gameplay, like, and for PvP, and one that you were, like, close to? Salamence. For both of those? Yeah. I can see that. He was our he was our starters, man, and nobody kept the Salamence alive this season. <laughs> I never got one. Either Salamence or Chain. I didn't have one either. You snack, snack? You had one. I did. Yeah, you had one. Yeah, it's in your death box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It shows you how one. much you cared about that Salamence because she, she didn't even fucking know. <laughs> um, the one that actually hurt me the most was losing her Quaza, and the one that handicapped me the most was losing her Quaza. Yeah. Because not having it for those couple weeks really changed a lot. Well, yeah, because I think you chose not to revive it. You revived uh, Deoxys first. Yeah. And then you realized that it wasn't really worth it for PvP, so you brought it back the next week. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the one that hurt me the most for like my feels is <laughs> fucking Machamp, because I just can't keep that, li- that line alive. It's... It's a cursed mon. They should just avoid me at this point. I'm not going to keep them alive. So, Twitch, that's going to be your shiny for next season, right? <laughs> no. You can get one this week one, so. Yeah, well, right. But it's just, like, I've always wanted to use one to the end. Not Maybe not for the final Elite Four fight, but at least keep it alive. It's, it's my goal, and I haven't done it yet. Sport these just keep dying. I think the one that hurt me for my gameplay was probably Salamence as well, just because I had a bunch of good TMs that I was waiting. I usually don't like to give my TMs away to the very end of the game, unless if I know that this mod is permanently on my team, 
And I was going to start teaching Salamence some TMs. But those fucking Voltorbs and their fucking Mirkos, man. Just... I hit them as hard as I can, and they smack me just twice as hard back, and down goes a mod. Alright, guys, what was yours? Uh, sorry, what was the question again? What Pokemon did you lose that hurt the most for your gameplay, and one that hurt the most just for you? I mean, I just lost one. So... So it was that one. Yeah, like I said. You, you lost two. I mean, I, you I, lost I, two. I mean, I sagged one in purpose because you begged for me to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want artillery. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wasn't even really attached to Alakazam, so it hurt me most losing losing one Pokemon than losing Alakazam. Because I was rocking with no deaths at that point. It was funny because that was the very same week we mentioned, hey, Heist hasn't had a death yet. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I even I, I even specifically sack him. So, I, yeah. It didn't hurt me that much. But yeah, that, it was the very first death I had. And the only death True. I had. So that, that's all my questions I have for you guys. Um, I went and did a little bit, bit of backlogging to listen to some predictions, and we didn't have as many as last time, but we had a few. Uh, one prediction was is that I called that after six weeks, Stuart would finally start sacking. Huh. Because before, like, for the gameplay, Stuart was in first for a good chunk of the game. It was more near the second half when he started going down on the points. And I don't know if it was just... I know he said he was just trying to build that cushion, which is, you know, a good thing that he did with the way Snack caught back up. I was fucking but, ruthless at the end. Yeah. But I... Because I honestly didn't know if Stewart was actually going to sack. I don't know if he was just saying that just to say that, or if he was, like, going to test the waters. And if he saw that, uh, he had a chance to try and get Chimchar and convince the person who got third to not take Platinum, then he would have had both the best of both worlds. But I think he kept seeing near the even more middle part, he saw that we were, me and Heise were giving up the fight. And he started giving up. And uh, this one, this one, this next prediction is actually kind of funny because Stuart called that Heise is going to do better than third. And we were like, okay, well, there's only, you know, first, second, or fourth that he can get. So he's got two thirds of a chance to do better than what he did last season. <laughs> because Stewart was trying to get third guaranteed. So, I mean, it was already kind of called. I don't know if this was really a prediction, more just like, it's just going to happen. Why? Snack could have just ended second. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> After week three. <laughs> so, uh, another prediction was that Snack called that, uh, some, she said somebody would fail on the counter for the first week. And three people failed an encounter on the first week. Oh, yeah. It was me, Highs, and Snack. What did I fail? Oh, that drum Arcanine. Because yep. it roared. Yeah, mm -hmm. I failed Magbar. I, I don't remember who I failed. But I remember, oh, Tauros. That's who I failed. Um, another prediction was Snack was called that I was going to get the shiny this season. And I did. I'll, <laughs> and then the last one was Snack was called that we were all going to try and fuck over Stuart, which we all tried to do. Because <laughs> he's not getting Chimchar next season. We're not letting him. <laughs> <laughs> you want that. But we were close to sacking off the Snack to let her beat Stuart and take third from him. Just that way he, that way he can't get Platinum. That's but the only that reason why I went third. That did not happen, though. Yeah, but we tried. We should have given it a good gun hoe. No, you didn't. Well, at the end, I couldn't because I wanted to win. So, okay, I so this season, I decided to try and come up with some stats for us for our gameplay. Cool. Um, they're not 100% accurate because it's not including tonight's PvP. But as it's standing... You know, we all know who first, second, third, and fourth is. Um, I have a couple achievements, I would call them. Um, 
who like did the best or the worst or this or that. The uh, best catcher goes to Stewart. I think he only failed like two encounters. Oh. Ew. Uh, yeah. The, the hardest comeback is that one goes to the person who had the lowest points to the highest points possible, which was to me because I got I started with negative thirty, and then got ten thirty five. The survivor achievement goes to the person who killed the lo- the least amount of mon, which was highest. Yay! And if we want to get on numbers. I killed six. Heist killed two. Stewart killed six. We don't talk Snack, about me. Snack killed a whopping 65 oh Pokemon. God. I went back and rewatched oh all the streams when she wiped, and it totaled out to 65 Pokemon. We need, you know what? It's probably. We need a wipe compilation. What's that? We need a wipe compilation on YouTube now. A white cop. Oh yeah. <laughs> the reviver achievement goes to Snack because she used the the most revives. Yeah. Me and Stuart both used one, and she <clears throat> used four. The monster achievement also goes to Snack because that is the one who killed the most mon, and by a landslide, she won that. <laughs> The worst thrower also goes to Snack because she had the most failed encounters. Which, I only counted your most recent run because that's the one that we were counting okay. total. I I probably could have counted your previous ones, but there was just too much. The bravest goes to the people who call hard mode and succeeded the most. And that one is a tie between me and Heise. We both have seven hard modes. The most greediest is the person who used the extra encounter the most. The most. And that was Stuart with a whopping seven. Heise and myself had three, and Snack had one. See, guys, I'm not greedy. <laughs> <laughs> and the most. Uh, the, 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 I don't even have to name this one, but the one who went for the most points is a tie for me and, and highs. We both went for extra points five times, Snack went for him three times, and Stuart one time. The best legendary of the season was Mike Hyogre. And how I did that one was based on kills in PvP. Um, Kyogre had 16, Latias had 15. Latios and Ray both had nine. Damn. Ooh. Again, I'm not counting tonight's PvP because we just we, we just did that right before this. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at now. Alright. The top three Pokemon with kills this season. I actually want to see if you guys can guess it. Metagross. Okay, two more. Gengar. Okay. Is that what you guys are all going for? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Metagross, first place, 27 kills. Which one? Es- uh, Heises. Okay. Espeon, Stewart, 21 kills. Tied for third, Gengar and Sceptile, 17 kills. Okay. True. That's that didn't even get one. Well, oh. she wiped, so it's hard. <laughs> I wiped this time. Yeah, it's hard to say because Jirachi had some decent kills. If you want to do the top top three of each people, uh, Heise was Metagross 27, Latias with 15, Magneton with 14, Stuart was 21 Espeon, 17 Sceptile, and tied between Latias and Metagross with 9. Ha- or Stuart, or Snack was... Tied with Groudon and Rayquaza with 9, Kingdra with 8, and tied with Tyranitar and Metagross with 4. Huh. And I don't even count Tyranitar because it died. Oh, no, no, that's no. that's Stuart's Tyranitar, my bad. And then for myself, it is um, Gengar in first with 17, 
Kyle Gurren was six, 16th and second, and third is Joe Tiano, 12th. And that is our stats for season four. True. Uh, we do not have any more e- any new emails this week or comments on the Discord. But um, do you guys have any if any last any last comments about you know this season or Kanto in general? Fuck you, Kanto. I'm done with Kanto. <laughs> I'm One done. more time and we're over it. I'm never doing a Kanto run again. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I am pretty much done with playing through Kanto with any game, unless if it's like a newer remake. Not even with just Kanto; it had to be like a Johto remake. Turf. With Kanto only being like you know part of the game. Yeah. If it's a full on like, hey, guess what? We're going back to Kanto for this full game. It's like, I guess Twitch is skipping this season of games because I am not doing that. <laughs> Uh, you guys have any more comments or anything about this season before we call it here? Yeah, I think that's everything. I am it's time to say good. I think it's time to finally say goodbye to Kanto and say hello to Sino. I am going yeah. to say that I will miss my explosions. I am going to say that I'm glad explosions are going to be I will say this legit. one thing. At the end of my first run, Butterfree I will miss you with Horn Drew. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that thing. <laughs> Compound Eyes, Horn Drew, Butterfree. So, as you guys, you know, we like to read our emails. We unfortunately don't have any this week, but you guys can always email the show at trainerdropoutspodcast at gmail.com. The link will be in the show notes along with our Discord link as well. Feel free to join us and you'll see, you know, Discord's the best way to talk to us off-site or off-stream. Or we're not, you know, going live with anything. And, you know, we shoot the shit with you guys. There's a questions for the podcast tab. There's requests for different games for us to stream at different times. There's a whole mess there. If you guys want to come join and just check it out, see what we're about. Um, but other than that, guys, this is the Train of Dropouts signing out from Kanto, making our way to Sinnoh. Peace. Adios. Trainer Dropouts Podcast is a product of Damage Good Media and is produced by NBD Productions. Pokemon and all related games and characters are a product of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Intro and outro music are provided by Glitchek City. You can find their work at YouTube and Spotify. All artwork and design were provided by Damage Goods Media. If you'd like to email the show, you can email us at trainerdropoutspodcast at gmail.com. Trainer Dropouts and its host are solely responsible for the content provided.